Hey everybody, welcome to episode 283 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Laryngitis Dumont. I'm Paul Robinson, another host in this fine, fine program. And today we're excited as a follow-up from uh, episode 280. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a special guest on there. I'll, I will allow them to introduce themselves because I'll do that no justice. Um, <laughs> tell us who you are. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. My name is Oscar Ignacio Jimenez, uh, cinematographer, um, and I, I assume for The Killing of Two Lovers, right? Yeah. Is this specifically for Killing Two Lovers? Or, well, uh, and long just time you in general, yeah. Anything, yeah, because yeah. you, you guys have worked on a couple things together. You, did you, do, no, yeah, you did Joseph Chambers, right? Yes. Yeah, correct. yeah, okay. Um, what do you mean, do justice? You, well, you know, I, I... Would you have killed his name? Yeah. Look how white I am. Of course I would have killed his name. <laughs> have I taught you nothing? No. I've yelled at you enough about pronunciations. Yeah, still. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, still. I mean, I don't expect you to like give me the ring of yeah. Oscar Ignacio Oscar. Jimenez, but I mean, you weren't going to give me an Oscar Ignacio Jimenez, were you? No. Well, maybe. I was, I was excited. But nothing past um, you. Um, hey, don't feel bad. I for the first like about nineteen years of my life, I always pronounce I always pronounce my last name wrong because that's what I was kind of uh, taught at school is Jimenez, and Jimenez, so I went by Jimenez yeah. for the so for the longest time. And then it wasn't actually until I came here to Utah that somebody told me it's like, no, your last name's Jimenez. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're right. That's not that's not just a Spanish pronunciation. That is my last name. That right? is so, your last name. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it was uh yeah, and and I mean I don't think I've heard Jim, Jimenez. For a long time, but it's one of those things where I'm just like, oh, that's it's just funny how like uh like I feel like there's supposed to be two pronunciations, right? Or two, yeah, yeah. Uh, translation for for my name, but yeah, okay. no, no problem, guys. You no no way you can butcher my name. Yeah, I had a friend all through high school who everyone called Jamie. It was just Jamie, and then I happened to look at some piece of paper or something, and I was like, is your name Jaime? He's like, yeah. I was like, this whole time, like you told me your name was Jamie, and he's like, well, nobody could say Jaime. I'm like, but yeah. still, yeah. I didn't know my own friend's name. I was like, that's so wild. Yeah, um, it's true. Your name. Time, so. <laughs> yeah, well, my name, forget it. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I just, you know, I, I've always thought of like maybe I should just change it to Melissa. That's easier for yeah, people right. to say, right? Um, <laughs> so we, you know, as filmmakers, we always. You know, we, we kind of watch everything with a fine-tooth comb, you know. And so um, we had seen The Killing of Two Lovers, and it's always like an automatic thing. Like we start watching something, and we're like, beautiful cinematography, beautiful cinematography. Like we love it. And then the story went on. We're like, this is a really good film. We saw um, Joseph Chambers, and we almost missed our own film fest block to watch that movie but it was at the same time as ours and we're like that's a bad look right we should go to our own film uh, well no we, we should have went to the better film <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was, oh, man. I was like where, oh, where was man. this at um that in the, virginia that was um which one was that skyline skyline yeah yeah the skyline um and i was like oh crap it's the same time it's the same time i was like this guy who did killing of two lovers i was like damn it yeah. um and so we did finally see joseph chambers and it was like you know, we love when, like, like we could pick your work out, you know, because you had, like, oh, wow. a specific style that we noticed that went through Joseph Chambers into, uh, 
uh, that went from killing into Joseph Chambers and, you know, those really long tracking shots. And it's like, this is really cool. And they're wide. And I was like, like to sit and let the yeah, kind of scene play yeah, out. Yeah, the stuff. way you, you sort of let the audience sort of sit with the scenery. And, you know, even though there's something going on here, there's like nothing going on here, but it's still something that your eye goes to because of the framing. Um, mm. I just, you know, looking at your work on your site, it's just, you know, I think it was like the angler. I'm like looking at the, the story and I'm like, what but it looks beautiful <laughs> i would watch this like I mean, like i mean it's such a like bizarre you know story but i'm yeah. like it looks great you know like i, I want to watch this um but you know d we like to talk to dps because people sort of like don't think about you guys a lot especially on like people who aren't in the business assume that directors are also the cinematographers yeah. you know yeah. they just kind of get because well, you know, you have your more hands-on people, but... I yeah, I was going to say, I suppose it depends on the director. Depends <laughs> on the director. Most of them think they are as well. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah, right. But um, what what is it, what was it like working um, on those two sets? Uh, Robert, Robert is a dream to work with. I, it's He's one of those directors that has, pretty much has it all. Like, he's, he's he has a vision. He has, but he also respects the a position of other departments. So he kind of... He kind of tells you what he's thinking and gives you examples, enough information and, and says, okay, now go, go, go and create based on what I told you. And so with the killing of two lovers, uh, that was my first film and I was still in school. I was still in my undergrad. And so it's just nerve wracking because I don't know, I feel like, I feel like in, in my head, I grew up kind of, uh, I mean, I didn't grow up in, in, in a creative, uh, school or anything like that. It was very, I was very disciplined in math and science. So I feel, I always mm. thought myself as a very logical person. And so in order to, to, uh, I guess, find success, there needed to be check, uh, I needed to check off boxes. And so, um, and it wasn't until school where I started kind of diving a little bit more into the creative and, um, and what's interesting about Robert, he comes from a very, uh, musical background. His father's very musically talented. He's also in the film. And then his mm -hmm. mom is also a creative as well. And so he, his brain is just always working and working. And um, which which also is a bad thing because I can text him and I won't hear from him for about five days. I have to be like, hey, so uh, <laughs> he's, his his brain is always doing something. Yeah. And and I guess I guess for me it's it's uh it's the opposite. Like I, I feel like I I there needs to be some sort of structure just mm -hmm. to kind of make my my brain work. And so so when he gave me the reins uh, for for the killing of two lovers, I was I mean I was kind of nervous because I'm just like oh crap. Like first of all, first time filmmaker, still in school and all this trust we did do a short film um that it was just he myself and uh nacy um and then person along with it's a very very small crew um uh, smaller than what i was used to at school and again free free reign and but because of the, the risk was so low i was just like okay i'm just gonna have fun mm. and uh but that made an impression on him and that was a couple months before he gave me the script to the killing of the lovers and and I feel like as soon as we put the feature word to anything, especially as as aspiring kind of filmmaker, uh, my plan was to go to graduate school and kind of get more more uh, experience under my belt. And uh, so I wasn't really planning to do a feature for a couple you know a couple of years just because I, I I felt like I needed to check off these boxes first. Mm -hmm. And um, but just kind of kind of already worked with Robert and kind of know his style. And since he it, he does, since he does come from a photographic background and um i kind of just used um just used what he 
is, is inspired by and I just use it to my advantage and just kind of study and study and ask him questions. And um, he would show me films to study. And then, and the, I think the biggest, the biggest uh, um, key to the success of that film was that the location was fairly close. And so we can go um, fairly, you know, just uh, pretty much every single weekend and just kind of talk about the, talk about the, the scenes and talk about like the movement and the rhythm of the film. And, um, and even now with all the films that I do that I feel like being, being able to be on location, being able to see the, the, the you know, the, the scenes uh, in, in a very kind of vivid way really helps out to kind of uh, uh, help me to understand the pacing of where the camera needs to go, how fast it needs to go. Uh, um, you know, you just have more to think about. But, um, and I mean, Robert, Robert's a collaborator. He's, he's a great, great collaborator and great, great friend too. He's uh, even up to this day, whenever I have films, uh, he was just kind of checking on me. He's like, Hey, how's everything going? Do you need help with anything? Can I, can I, can I uh, suggest this film based on what you're, what you're doing? And, uh, and it's always great. And he always, uh, and he never like really kind of, uh, I feel like he's never um, trying to force any of his style on, on me, but, but it's one of those things where he's, it just feels nice to, to have this mentor who has become my friend at this point. Right. right. And I feel like that's such an important part of collaboration is like, um, empowering people to do what it is, you know, you brought them on for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially on that, on, on a bigger level, like you guys work in comparison to us, you know, where you can bring somebody on and you want what it is that they're bringing to the table. So you want that flavor. There's still a direction and there's still a vision for the film mm-hmm. overall, which you, it's the sandbox that you need to play in. But, uh, yeah, and, and and I feel like most of the times people are more likely to um, be, you know, w- want to, like, express themselves in a creative way, but then also be more mindful of what the actual vision of the whole entire film is um, when you are empowering people that way. So that's 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 awesome to hear. I mean, it's really the only way that a film is going to be successful. Correct. I, I agree. And I mean, it's, and it's also like, it's the more, I mean, I, f- I feel like from that film, it was really easy to get kind of like this imposter syndrome because sure. I feel like that's, it's a, it's one of those things where, where again, first, uh, still in school, uh, first, first feature and it becomes a quote unquote success, you know, at least for, at least for me. And so, and uh, all of a sudden everybody's like, okay, you got to do the same thing for our films. Like what? The, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't know if I could create that again. Like it's like, it, I feel like the plan, like, you know, the stars all aligned, like everything, there was a plan. We went into it. It's like, I can't just pull anything out of my, you know, just, uh, just from thin air. I need to, I need to really think about this and have a large collaboration. And uh, again, the, the, I think another reason why we were successful is that Robert was, or is a professor at, uh, at the school that I was in. And so between my classes, I was able to go to his office and talk for about a half an hour. Oh, leave, he left and that come out. Back again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a he's a professor at, at BYU. He's in the photography department, and and I went through the the film studies. And so my last, like my second to last year of of school, he he came to he came to teach at the, the department. Um, and so he, uh, um, and and that was also around the same time. I was like, okay, I'm getting close to graduation. I need a little bit more practical experience. I need a little bit of head start to get into my feet, what into the into the real world. And so another professor suggested I talk with him. So he's a filmmaker. He has a he has a small film that he did a couple of years ago. Um, and so just uh, just see just see what he says. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and that's what it started out. I, I, he's since he's a photographer, he he also loves to DP, and so um, he was DPing the project for another professor. Um, and he told me, and I just I kind of just told him it's like I'll be more than happy to assist for you, um, just to kind of learn uh, your style and and what you what you like to do. And then he was impressed with that, and so then he asked me to shoot his short film. So so it was a pretty quick uh, snowball effect, and um, um, so and I don't know. I feel like the trust was there from the get go, which for me is like really hard to comprehend because even even now with with some of my friends that I that I've worked with for a long time, like letting go of those reins mm-hmm. is 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 very hard. And, and for him, I'm, for him, he has told me. He I, I've heard his other interviews too, and he's told me too. It's like it was very hard, but he. But he's like, but I, but I chose you. Like mm. it, it's, it's, and so I'm not gonna. It's like I don't, I don't want you to feel micromanaged because he's been in that position before, sure. right. and so he understands. Yeah. yeah, and it's hard to let go when you're, when you do more than one thing, you know, when it's like you're not just a director that doesn't have any idea of how to man a camera or how any of that works. You can kind of trust that more, but it's you know you have that control. It's not really about the other person, but more about your ability to let go of that. Um, what I thought was wild when, that he explained to us was like you had just said that you were literally in test taking. So in between this, like running, I was like, excuse me. I mean, I would have had a heart attack, honestly, as a director would have been like, Oh my God, this, I mean, not that I don't believe you can do it, but I would have just, the anxiety would have drove me crazy. Um, so that, that's just even more of an accomplishment, honestly, that, you know, if, when he told us how quickly you guys filmed it and for the budget, I was just like, if you had said to me, yes, there was a six months of pre-production and then we got the film going and we filmed this over, you know, a month straight. And, you know, it was just like when he was just like, yep, he was running back and forth. And then this thing didn't blow up the way it was supposed to. And so we had to do this shot. I'm like, my God, you know, and it, it speaks using this truck as a dolly. It's yeah, fine. It, it speaks for the <laughs> editing, too. Right. Where it's just like, sure. OK, we didn't know any of that. I didn't know any of that. I didn't see any of it. Um, but oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, even for me, I forget. I forget that I was taking uh, tests. But you're right. Like that was, that was one of the things where I had friends that told me you should just drop out. You should just drop out. And like, I've been to school for seven years already, and yeah. I, I didn't start as a film major. It's like I, I can't drop out. I'm like, there's no way. Like my ego is telling me it's like I can do both. And uh, and but the closer I got, and and the more like of the finals that I started to to a pile on i just took them early so whatever i could take early i took on early mm-hmm. and whatever i couldn't i was just we'll finish shooting i'll drive i'll drive for the uh, the night take my test the next morning and come back in and yeah it's it, it was hard but but uh, uh but it's i mean it's, it's like uh i don't know like working out the pain like it's like okay it's gonna suck right now it's gonna but but next week i can sleep right. or next week or and right. and so um and so that's and that's like kind of like the same thing i tell myself with with some films that are little, that are way more cashier than 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 what the killing of two lovers was it's like okay it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a four-week shoot but i can do anything i like i i've already been through this this kind of uh, push and pull mm-hmm. yeah. with this film but i can i can i can do it again um but uh, but yeah no it's uh it, you're right <laughs> it was a crazy time but uh, it got it it got it through all right well so it, you having gone to school for it i assume this is something that you like kind of always wanted to do or you know is this something that you're just like you found it you found out later on and like you were in school and you're like wait i want to do this actually or like how did this journey yeah. start for you that's a that's a really good good question like and so i i mean yeah that's, <laughs> that's a really good question it's because I, I i enjoy hearing other people's kind of journey and so my journey is uh it's actually uh 
it's it's just weird. Like I I've always it's it kind of starts with my little sister. I have a younger sister who's a year younger than I am, and she always she would always say, "I want to become an actress. I want to work in films." And I would just scoff at it. I was like, "It's like you don't know anybody that works there. You don't." And so I mean, I feel like a douchebag at this point because I'm just looking back. Is like she she should have just followed her dream if she wanted to do it. Yeah. But but like and so I would hear that and and but I but that was a reflection of my own security because I I would watch these films and I was like, "Oh, that would be really cool to do someday." And, um, but as, as a young kid, the only things, the, the type of films that I was watching were, were these high commercial films mm. where, where, uh, you know, you would watch like behind the scenes of Lord of the Rings and you're like, oh my gosh, like, it would be so cool to travel to this place and make this movie and, and make believe. And, but, so I kind of discounted it as a very, like a very young age. It was like, oh, I'm, that's not going to happen. Besides, I'm not creative. I'm not a creative person. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more logical. Science and math are my my thing and i actually got a uh, scholarship to go to boston college to to study science oh. and but uh but it was only if but the 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 scholarship was only if i stuck with science if mm. i if i switched any other major i would lose my scholarship and then i saw how much boston college cost like, <laughs> yeah. okay, that's too much yeah, too yeah. much of a risk to yeah. to not to not switch and um and so when i went to byu i, I went for business school because that's what that's what uh, byu is known for is for their business program for accounting you know, just boring stuff. But, uh, uh, and so I went, I went through that and then I, and then I switched to a whole bunch of majors. Um, the only, the only creative thing that I felt like I wanted to do was culinary school. And, uh, and, but, but since the school never had a culinary program, I, I, um, I wasn't looking to like transfer because it just felt like a headache anyway. And so I took a little bit of break and I went to the humanities class and then I was looking for, and then when I returned back to school, after a couple of years of, you know, kind of just not being there, I, uh, I was just looking, okay, what are the easiest classes so I can kind of, you know, just get, get this train mm-hmm. starting again. And then I saw a, uh, a German and Scandinavian film class. And I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. Like, uh, it's like, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Let's go for it. <laughs> and, and I was like, and I was like, oh, okay, three credits. Great. It fulfills my, my requirements to keep a, keep a, a scholarship. Um, and so, uh, I took it and kind of assuming that it would be a really easy class, but, um, it, it was it was probably one of the hardest classes I took just because it it went it's a lot of like German or Scandinavian uh, majoring uh, students that's what they took to mm-hmm. kind of learn about the culture and also filmmaking but then I actually stumbled into Ingmar Bergman mm-hmm. uh, or you know the 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 nineteen twenty silent films like Academy of Caligari and uh, and but the way and the passion that the professor taught this class just just really edified me and was like oh, is it fulfilled a creative part of me that i that was logical and also creative at the same exact time and so it it uh it, it just inspired me and then he asked like oh i also met another film student taking that class he's like oh are, are you in the film program i was like oh i don't know like i, I i've never studied film i don't know anything about films like oh just it, it's it's easy just just apply for it and so uh um, but I mean, when I looked at the requirements and, and I, and I, and I saw how much he knew about filmmaking in that class, I was like, no, that's, that's too scary. There's no way I can, there's no way I can, uh, catch up to these, these kids who, uh, who I've been, who I assumed were doing it since they were like little kids or yeah. they had parents that worked in filmmaking. And so, so I, I let it go for another year and I, I, uh, pursued a different, um, uh, I pursued a different uh, uh, major and, and it wasn't. Uh, and so this is why I was in school for, for so long. It was like just because I was bouncing back and forth. And then I was com- coming close to where the point of no return in credits where my guidance uh, or what's it called? The, the, the counselor was uh, she was telling me, he's like, OK, so you're you're 
you're for this major, but you haven't taken any of the classes yet. It's like, are, do you still want to do this or do you want to pick something different? It's like, I've been really looking at film. And it's like, well, you have two weeks to do an application. So if you want to do it, you got to do it quick. And so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. And then, um, and, and, and I got in and I was like very surprised. Uh, and um, I think what helped out is because of, of uh, just kind of getting a little bit of understanding through the German and Scandinavian film classes. And, and, and I was able to make a, just a very well-informed essay and just kind of like the um, being able to come, come, come up with like critical uh, thinking for, for filmmaking um, helped me get into the program. And I didn't realize that our school was a very, it was very heavy on theory. And so for me, it was great because mm. again, logical. And so I like to understand the process right. of filmmaking. I like to understand what filmmaking means. And so for, but for some students, for other students, they just, went in there thinking it was going to be purely creative, just how to work a camera, how to do all this. And uh, which, which we, which we did have, but it wasn't as heavy as the theory, but, um, but it came to the point. So I would, I would go to film classes and it almost inspired me to become a professor because I was really, I just loved how much, uh, how much uh, insight there was from like the, the, the Soviet filmmakers, the German filmmakers. And then you have like the South American filmmakers and they're all their theories of thinking that were based on their culture and kind of like their hardships. It just made it really interesting. And then, but, but there was a need for cinematographers in, in the program because everybody wanted to become a director, right? Mm-hmm. Writer, director. Of course, and yeah. so, uh, right. And, and I mean, for me, I still don't fathom why just because it sounds like the hardest position mm-hmm. in, in filmmaking. And, but now, but now that I've been shooting more and more, I understand that that like, whether we're production designers or, you know, just, like PAs, like we, we, we have a, we have a desire to do filmmaking because we have a desire to tell a story and we want to be part of that process. And, um, and some of us, uh, some of us are kind of like in my position where I didn't know where to start. And so I just, I was like, okay, what's, what's the coolest position? And what's, what intrigues me? Okay, camera, let's go there. Mm-hmm. And then, and then from there, I kind of started molding theory and practical work together and tell images. And I was able to, um, I don't know, I was able to kind of like do like this really, like the little train that could just going up as like, a, you know, just like keep on going and going and going uh, eventually to the point where I was like, okay, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm okay at this. Like, I, I feel like I understand this a little bit more. And so I'll, I'll start diving into a little deeper projects and more projects and more projects. And to the point where it came to the point, it's like, okay, if I want to be ready to, to make a feature film, I need to like really prepare myself. And so I'm just going to, I'm just really going to like throw myself at these projects that I have no business doing and just, and just fake my way into it and just yep. kind of lie to, producers and directors and and so yeah (laughs) yeah fake it till you make it and that's so true in this industry i feel like there's many uh you know i mean you get exposed pretty quickly if if uh if you lie too quick too much and so i learned to lie very you know just enough enough so i don't get exposed but um but yeah no i mean and and so it it it, it was i I fell into this so i guess to answer your your question I, i fell into this more out of curiosity and not really knowing what eventually I wanted to do, um, and now that I, now that I've done it for a couple of years, not not a very long time, I like I see that there is a desire to direct in the future, uh, mm-hmm. but but I'm not I'm not really looking to dive into that mm-hmm. quite yet because I I also really enjoy working with directors and writers and producers to to just collaborate come come up with come up with something creative and also for the problem solving I I, I do love the problem solving of of filmmaking where it's like okay well we can't we can't get this piece of equipment anymore even though this was a big part of the scene because x y and z and so 
And so it's it's fun to kind of go into. I mean, it sucks at the moment, but it's fun kind of going taking a step back with the director and just like, okay, let's. How can we make this? How can we? How can we tell this in a different way? Mm-hmm. And um, and so and, and that is the the beauty of indie indie cinema, uh, you know. And I'm sure I'm sure it happens at every every single level as you as as one gets kind of gets um, higher in the echelon of commercial, but um, commercial filmmaking. But it's but I don't know. It's it's a fun. It's 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 fun being part of a of a group that everybody's yeah. really uh, like minded. Yeah, I I I'm the same way. It's so it's reassuring to hear that because I'm very analytical in that way, you know, and um, and the, a lot of the stresses that happen in, on a set where it's like, oh, this light isn't working the way that I thought it would or or whatever it is mm-hmm. that that stress to me is like I enjoy it because it is that problem solving thing. And like you said, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to it's going to suck in the moment, but it's like. I solved this problem and now I've just added that to my tool belt. Right. And so now I have yeah. like, you know, so yeah, I, I'm glad to, I'm glad to, like I'm hearing you talking and I feel like um, I relate so heavily to it because I do kind of like, you know, break everything down into like, you know, segments or, or little, little smaller portions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of it and mm-hmm. kind of solve or attack a problem that way. So um but outside like outside like so in my it's funny because in my creative life i'm so organized and everything's labeled properly and everything you know but then outside <laughs> of that it's everything's just you know like All i don't over the place. i'm a disaster it's All kind of interesting <laughs> um i mean I, I think it's really interesting though that you you know hear hearing the honesty in that i think there's always that temptation for people to say Oh, well, I've always wanted to do this. This is something that I dreamed of. And I always knew that I was going to do this. Um, But, you know, there is that reality of just like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or maybe I've changed my mind. And the funny connection is here that I did graduate from culinary school. So I can tell you that. Oh, you eh, did? I don't know. I think you made a good choice. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's uh, just just in that it's... uh, it's just it's just physically taxing. It's just such hard work. You have no life at all, you know, if you're really going for it. And so it's those little things, you know, that, you, that nobody tells you unless you get into a business. The same thing with entertainment, sure. you know, it's a very glamorous, like, oh, this is what it must be like. And then you get on a set and you're like, this is a disaster. It's just chaos everywhere, right. you know. And so uh, it's easy to just sort of uh, sort of discredit somebody for not knowing that they wanted to do this. But like, I can genuinely say that, I love your cinematography. Like I would love well, to work you. with you. Like, if we <laughs> if we had the money, honey, we can't hire him. We can't afford him. <laughs> We're working on micro budgets, but the dream one day yeah. is to have yeah. enough of a budget to yeah, be because yeah. he does our yeah, he does I, our I, cinematography now. But it's a lot of work because he's directing. He's also focus pulling, and he's man because we can't afford all of it, and it's a lot. It's a lot of work. So we've always said no, he's yeah, like, no. I would love to hire a, a DP. I'm like, really? You could let that go? He's like, in a second. <laughs> no, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about all that. You I, did I, say that. I, I'm, there may be a little bit of hovering. I'm not going to lie. There's going to be hovering. <laughs> for you. That, that's why I found it funny that you yeah. said that because I was like, editing probably, I don't know. but like, yeah, I, I, um, you know, wearing so many hats. So you're going to do that on a wide shot, huh? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I just, I, no, no, nothing. I just you didn't, can, I just can, didn't think of that. That's fine. You're going to put the light over there. Over over, the, so, oh, oh, so the no, shadow's okay, casting this. Okay, fine. That's fine. <laughs> We're shooting shadows. No, okay, that's fine. I don't want to do okay. That's right. Uh, um, no, I mean, it's, I mean, I understand it's very hard because when I think of myself, like if, if I direct, uh, 
I mean, I'm not, even, I'm not even close to even directing anything, but I'm just thinking that I already have the anxiety. It's like, hey, would I shoot this? Do I, would I really trust somebody I can like right. to let, just let go of the reins or, or can I do it myself? And right now I'm very naive and just and be like, Oh no, I can do it myself. But I'm sure as soon as I step on day one, it's like, shit, I should have, I should have hired somebody that, <laughs> that's, that's like, at least has like the same kind of approach to me. Cause then that, that would be, I see, I see Steven, Steven Soderbergh or Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm just like, man, how do they do it? Like this feels so, it just feels like so exhausting. And, yeah. um, but I don't know. Well, when you have a couple million dollars for it a helps. budget, I'm sure it helps. It helps. That's, it helps. That's, some of that that's the other thing I was going to So here's the question. <laughs> what does your sister think of what you're doing now? Yeah. Yeah, I think she thinks it's really cool. And so, and so she ended up... <laughs> I did crush her dreams. I don't, I don't know if she remembers. I, I don't know if she remembers because we were so young. But for me, it's one of those things that, that as, as I was pursuing this, um, this industry, I, I just felt like an idiot kind of telling her because... It, even even in school, we would always be told, "Make sure you love this because it's going to be hard." And mm. and also, like like nine out of ten of you guys are not gonna are not gonna make it, or, mm-hmm. or it, like it's 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 very hard. And so I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, I don't want to be." I was like, "I don't want to be a statistic. I want to like actually yeah, yeah. do it." It's like, okay, what what what's what's everything that I can do to to uh to make it happen? And so, uh, it, but I think it's also kind of like a a personal um. You know, I mean, I, 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 analytically or just like statistically, there you go. Statistically, just the way that I grew up and where I was raised. I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, there's, there's no. It would make no sense to, uh, like, if I saw myself and I was ten years old. Yeah, I was, I was driven, but I really had no sense of direction with, with, mm. with whatever. I, I was aimlessly doing everything, and, yeah. and so I, um, and maybe that's why it took me so long to finally find filmmaking because I, I explored so many options and which now looking back, I'm not, it's, it's not a bad thing. It was just one of those things where it gave me a lot of experience and a lot of little things. And so, and so that's why directing sounds so intriguing to me because I feel like there's, um, I watch shows like, uh, Rami or, um, um, or Atlanta, you know, it feels very nuanced. It feels all over the place. And, um, I was very lucky to, to grow up with my parents who, um, they're very, they're, they're, uh, very good storytellers, but orally they they, they tell mm-hmm. stories through and they make my, my dad, especially would, would have made like um, uh, voices, like funny voices just for each character. And, and, and the way that he would explain stories were very, very vivid. And so they drew images in my head. Uh, and I think that was kind of, he was, or, you know, and it, it was a form of training as a child to, to comprehend stories. And uh, we would go on long road trips with my uncles as well. And same thing, great storytellers. Like they're, they come from, they come from, uh, uh, you know, just from labor, like just labor families scrummed mm-hmm. up in Mexico. And so, and so their source of, of, of entertainment more just to tell stories. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I feel like something that I've, I, I don't do that really well anymore just because I have, I have so much media. I have like, I, I have yeah. a TV to entertain me. So it's, it's been very hard, but and it, but something that I do realize that that is very important is to just tell stories, and so that's what. And so I, I I've always had like an old soul, and I would love to to talk to older people and just kind of hear about their stories and just kind of how they grew up and how they met their significant other and and whatnot. And those are those are interesting to me. Um, but yeah, but I need to be better. I need, I feel like I need to be better at that. I just kind of uh, just being around a bonfire, just like a little just get together and just. And just yeah. talk about like the week of the month and just and my film because it's so easy for me to just 
just experience something, put it in my head and throw it out. Just like, I was like, I don't want to revisit it again, but, but it needs to be something that uh, a way to practice to be a director. And I think also I would imagine that culturally there's this sort of divide, right? Where, especially like in Hispanic households, it's like the pushes to become a nurse or something where you're guaranteed Mm -hmm. to make good money, have good benefits. You'll always have job security, do that. You don't want a job where you're going to have to struggle because there's always the like, don't want you to have to do what we had to do to get you here in this whole thing. Yeah. But entertainment is never a place you'd push that, right? It's never like, hey, you should look right. to being a, a cinematographer because yeah. there may be a good. It's always like, well, that's not a job. That's not like a thing that you do, even though people do it. You know, you're not. Mm-hmm. And, and and I mean, I think from any from any background, it's not really something that's pushed. I mean, that was never an option. That was never when I was in high mm-hmm. school, it was never an option to go into crew work for a film mm. and you know i uh like i i grew up in astoria right by the studios there so it was just like there was no reason why we shouldn't have had programs in our school that were like hey they're right here like let's it's kaufman studios like let's get a program for the kids they have them now which is great they have pro- programs for student filmmaking but when i was in school they didn't have anything like that i would have loved that but it just wasn't yeah. an option everything was just like do something that's more structured. Like, yeah, go to culinary right. school. Just do that. It's like, all right, but <laughs> I like this, you know. And yeah, it wasn't seen as as a um, a safe job, you know, as you're taking too many risks mm-hmm. there. And um, so I think it's it's really cool when you're when when you're seeing that, uh, especially in like in DP work and you know, like um, Jonathan Cuartas, and he works with his brother, who's his DP. Oh yeah. And, you know, so it's just like we had him on the show, and I was like, it's just really cool to see oh, awesome. that you're yeah. getting. You know, that's going into to, into this into the culture where you're getting different backgrounds that are going like, hey, no, like we can we can actually do this, and mm-hmm. and and make a living. Um, I was curious though, how you developed your look, I guess, right? Because like I said, we watched Killing of Two Lovers. We were watching um, Joseph Chambers, and I didn't know that you were the DP. But as soon as it was like starting, I was like, this is the same guy. There's no way this is not the same guy. This is the same DP. It has to be. In fact, I was like, yeah, this is the same DP because it's like that's he had such a signature look in it. Yeah. Especially now knowing the the freedom that you had on the set. Yeah, you know? it's just, it was like you know it's like especially in that moment where he's like trying to load the gun, and it's like mm-hmm. you know a lot of it is obviously on on oh, yeah. Clay's you know action as an actor and what he's doing where you could tell he's inexperienced but it's also the way you sat on the shot where you're sitting on what he's doing and how he's just barely getting that right and then getting it wrong and having to start over again i just wonder like what i guess what inspired you to sort of move towards that look where their films was there a dp that you were like i really like this because you have a very like I don't know how to explain it because I'm I'm not a cinematographer clearly, but it's like no, you're fine. You almost yeah. have like um, it's moody, but it's vibrant at the same time. You know, there's a lot of people that go in one one direction or the other, and they go like full moody or everything's very technicolor. But you have especially, I mean, it's easy with Joseph Chambers because of the leaves and stuff in the right. in the woods. It's easy to to easier to do that because you have those colors there. But because I'm always just I'm always curious how people how DPs get their yeah. look. Yeah, no. So that's a really good question too. Just with uh, uh, again going along with the pre-production with Robert, um, he loves photographs, and I feel and and I and I uh, one one thing that connected us too is that my dad, um, he he would love yard sales, and he would buy a bunch of photo books, 
uh, and National Geographic books. And mm. so I would just look at those for hours and just be in my room, just looking for them for hours. And and then when I would and then when I saw Robert's collection of of photograph books, it was like a bookstore. I was like, oh, can I can I look at this? Can I look at this? Like, yeah. And then he was like, okay. So for the film, I'm I'm thinking about kind of like these, like these uh this photographer or this photographer. And then I would just look at the framing, and it just spoke to me. Like it just made sense. It's one of those things where it made sense. And then we were talking about like kind of like what the what visually the the film was supposed to feel like. And um, I think it was. Um, and we just agreed it's like this should feel like a photo album like a photo album and so and so i mean with photo albums you have like a lot of like what at least in my head I, that my mom would take pictures of us is there would be a lot of these wide shots yeah. and we would be center framed and uh and so and it's funny that you say that because i went back she was moving and i would look through a lot of our pictures and she also has a very distinct style and i think subconsciously yeah. i i i've uh just from seeing her pictures over and over again i'm just like oh they, it feels very amateur, but also like at the same time, it's like no, she she has her own taste, and right, right. Um, and then and then looking at at Robert's references, um, it's kind of the same thing. Sally Mann kind of has like this these wide medium to wide shots of her children right in the middle, um, or, and then just kind of like this beautiful use of contrast. Because I agree, like uh, uh, one of my one of my biggest fears, or I don't know biggest fears, but like it's is uh, I don't know how I would say that, but but is is. I feel like there's always trends and for the longest time, like there was yeah. this trend of just being super, super moody. And then, uh, I mean, I look at, I look at like, a uh, mid two thousands where, where the tubes in the frame were just a big, a big thing. And, uh, it looked cool. It was like the music video look, but yeah. now I look back, I'm just like, man, that looks so trashy. It looks, <laughs> it looks, it looks, it does not look good. And, um, or, or, I mean the same thing, like maybe like mid nineties where like the haze, like the like the thick filter in yeah. front of the lens just to make it look really hazy and so and so when i would watch and so what i would do is or i guess the films just based on my mental archive is like okay what are the films that feels timeless and and it's it's just they have a nice blend of of mood and and light it's just a nice use of contrast nice use of color and and almost to the point where where the cinematography starts blending into the background it's just like i feel like a really strong films as a filmmaker, I go into it. It's like, okay, I'm going to analyze this cinematographer because it's it's a hero. And then maybe like 15 minutes in, I was like, I just forget that I'm I'm analyzing the the film for cinematography, and I'm just watching it for the story. And so that's that's when I feel like it's successful cinematography. And um, but it's also consistent. And so so one of the things I appreciated about Robert is that there was a little bit of pushback of of him getting some coverage. Uh, you know, people, uh, the producers are always like, we, we got to protect our assets for the edit. And, but he was very adamant. It's like, no, because if I do coverage now and we didn't do coverage for like two days ago, it's going to feel very off. And so that's, that's something right. that, that I learned from him about consistency. There needs to be a, a right rhythm. And, uh, and the only shots that, or, well, yeah, the only shots that he, that he knew for sure that he wanted like a close up on was like on a date scene where we go just really into their faces mm-hmm. and, and car, just by, right? by just by there... in the car mm-hmm. yeah and just by the contrast of we've been so wide so wide so wide and we go tight to their faces as a viewer you subconsciously go oh i need to pay attention to this part and right. so um and so and it just and and that's the puzzle puzzle making of of cinema that i really like where you know it's it's it, the vision is we gotta we gotta uh, uh where I, I feel like i adopted this too with with uh with scripts like okay what are the key moments in the, in the script that need to be that the audience really needs to highlight okay so then so that from there i start working backwards okay let's let's mold it from like visually from 
this point of view, like maybe we had movement the whole entire time, but but when the but when there needs to be a point that needs to be really poignant to the to the the audience, we stand still or or mm-hmm. just use just use of contrast and any type of use of contrast, whether it's lighting, color, or or camera movement. Um, uh, that's that's where that's where I at least like like to do it. Um, but but yeah, but going to style, I don't know. I feel like I'm still discovering. I see, I still watch a whole bunch of films from like uh all over the like every time period and all over the place. I like to discover some like bizarre films that have been made in like in like Yugoslavia in, in that time and uh and just see what they did. Uh and then from there just kind of pick what pick what I like what what feels uh meaningful to me and then and then apply it to a short film or or just a simple project just to practice and see if if, if I can pull it off or if I still get the same gratification from um, from when I saw it and then if it doesn't then I just keep on going but but more and more um I start making making work I start I start do see in that I I do love these like really medium to wide shots Sean Durkin has a film called the the oh no no yeah, yeah Sean Durkin he has a film called The Nest mm. um I think it's Sean Durkin yeah and um and uh that I love and it's and it's mostly medium to wide shots the whole entire time and then they go to like small moments where it's just like a zoom just a just a a very voyeuristic zoom and just the con like the context of the film feels really just really i don't know it it, it just gives me shivers when i first saw it it's like oh I, I really want to create that as well or yeah. create that movie but um but i mean but when i tell directors i was like i really like this movie but you need to understand the whole entire context or i mean sorry i really like the shot but you need to understand the whole entire context of the, of the film because the whole build-up is is built around these yeah. Uh, or the whole entire setup is built around around the context of the movies. Like you can't you can't just pick just the shot uh, stand alone and, yeah. and and think it's going to work the same way in your film because I mean there's there needs to be a setup the whole entire to get there. Yeah, yeah. It's a very kind. It's a very um, I don't know. I, I guess bold kind of approach because it's it puts so much importance on that shot, right? If we're going to, we're going to, we're going to play the, this whole thing out from here, right? Where this shot is, we're taking, it's taking us through this whole scene and that better be a, a pretty damn good shot, you know, like to keep people interested and, in, and, in, you know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the performance is going to play its key role in that as well. But I feel like, you know, um, it's so, and, and plus you're living in a medium to wide world where I think traditionally, and especially for people that don't know a lot of filmmaking, those those shots tend to feel less, quote unquote, cinematic. You know, you have less mm-hmm. depth of field, maybe, or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And so I feel like being able to feel just as invested in a scene when you're far away as, as when you're close to the subject, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of, it's it's an impressive feat. And I I remember, you know, and I I. I, I talked to to Robert about this a little bit too especially with killing but also with um, Joseph is that um you know it's the it's the type of film where like I watched it and I was just like hmm like I recognize that's a great film I recognize it looks beautiful the story is great all that sort of stuff but it's like it was like a week later when it hit me and I was like oh this film is there's really something there you know and Mm -hmm. and it was really kind of interesting same with Joseph Chambers you know like I going into that I kind of had already mentally prepared myself to, because I knew the filmmaker and, you know, so sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that, you know, when you have something that is approached even slight, it's not like, you know, it's a, it's a different approach that you had on that, that when people have different approaches to, to ways of telling story, 
I feel like it's so important. And so I'm just really grateful that those types of films and people like yourself and Robert are, are still able to kind of do what it is that, that you do because those voices are so important. You know, it's, you know, it's the, you know, the standard, like, let's get the two shot and then the two over the shoulders and we're, you know, we'll figure it out in the edit, you know, whereas like having a real vision from the start yeah, is so important. And, and I'm so glad to, you know, that's why we wanted to have you on and talk to you because I'm so glad that those types of, you know, people like yourselves are, are still out there doing this for the art sake of it and not like what sells or whatever. Do you, you remember know? when you were watching yeah. the wood scene though in Joseph Chambers and you went, how much track did this guy have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I cannot even know how long were they laying track down? I want to know that. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll give, I'll give credit to uh, Jack Lott and his team out in Alabama. They, uh, I was surprised that there was, um, I, I believed in Jack. We worked together before and I told him like what the plan was. He's like, that sounds like fun. Hell yeah, count me in. And then, uh, it, but there was always like kind of that, that voice in the back of our heads. It's like, but what if it doesn't work out? Yeah. <laughs> and then we lose, we, we waste a lot of time. And actually, and then it got to the point where they were waiting on us. They'll they'll have like this hundred feet of track, and then they were waiting on us to finish our other scene, uh, oh. and then they'll just leapfrog to the next one. And so they were they were amazing. The things that they were able to pull off with this team of four, um, I, I give a whole bunch of credit to them. Um, but yeah, it's uh, but I feel like uh, when we when I mentioned to the rental house how much we wanted, they're like, who's where? How, how are you doing <laughs> yeah. this in the middle of the woods? Yeah. And so and so, I mean. And, and and then for me, like I, I like I'm just thinking creatively, right? And, and Robert too. And so so when we hear kind of like these other voices of reason, and we're like, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe we should start thinking yeah. about other things. But but I'm glad I'm glad we ended up doing that because now we know it's possible. And yeah. so if somebody, and again, it's like a tool. It's a tool, it's another tool in the toolkit. It's like mm -hmm. it's got a now I know what what time type of terrain to look for, uh, a better estimate of how long it, it would take, and. Um, and, and also the, the type of people that that are are willing to do it too, um, mm -hmm. because it does it does take time and it's it's a big puzzle piece. Yeah, the, the rental place is like you know we sell steady cams, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, it's true. No, they did tell us about steady cams too, but it's, like, it's not the same. It's not the same look. There, that that was inspired a lot too by um, uh, uh, Gus Van Sant's uh, uh, last days. Harry mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, um They used a lot of track as well and. We were looking at that, and Jerry, who was another film that Gus Van did with the same DP, and, and we looked at that. I was like, "Man, that looks cool. Oh, we should try that sometime." And yeah. that's once the integrity came along, um, we just felt like that was. I mean, especially Robert, he was like, "Let's let's just try it. Let's see what happens." It was like, "Hell yeah, dude! Like, count me in. Yeah. I want to like, I would love to experiment." Yeah, why not? Right? I mean, it's like if you can, yeah. you might as well. Um, yeah. So, so. How is it that you kind of like approach, you know, I mean, you work with different directors and each director is going to have their own kind of approach to it. But how is it that you try to like, what is your approach to to something like how do you like to break down a script or, you know, and chat mm -hmm. through the director with like what the visual language of the film is going to be and all that stuff? Yeah, no, that's that's another great question because I feel yeah, like that's always a out of the park today. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are you guys are asking really good questions stuff stuff that I reflect afterwards after making a film. Sure, it's like yeah, kind of yeah. my post mortem, just like okay, what what could I've done better? How can I make it better for the next film? For me, it's it's uh the the pre production process has become something that that uh you know it's always talked about like that pre production is what makes a movie, 
but sometimes it's really easy to kind of get sloppy at it. Mm -hmm. And so I want to get better at pre-production. And so every film that I've done uh, since uh, Killing to Lovers, I've just been trying to gain like, okay, what was helpful? And for me is instead of being very linear with a script, I read the script and first of all, it needs to like be something that I like, be something that, that interests me or, or intrigues me. And sometimes I don't find that until page like 50 mm-hmm. or sometimes I don't find, find that to page 80. And then, uh, and there's the, those are the moments where it, like, I feel like things starts building into my head. Like, uh, um, and so, and so when I, so when, after I read it, I do my own breakdown. And then what I did with this last film was, um, I started kind of um, I, those those scenes that spoke to me. I'll start with those scenes and kind of just work backwards. And it's like okay, and, and just start kind of building out there. It's like and start kind of highlighting. It's like, okay, scene fifty was great. Scene two hundred was great. Scene twenty was great. And then I start filling in the pieces. And it's like okay, uh, because then it makes it clear to me. It's like oh, does this do these scenes actually connect really well, or does or or there how much of a disconnect is it to get here? Um, whereas if I work linear, I feel like. It, like I, I start forcing everything to make sense. Yeah. Um, and like every, everything is forced to make sense. And so, um, and uh, uh, going along to like my, my favorite scenes is like, I like to come up or at least build a lookbook with three to five images that I really let, that really speak to me as, as I saw it and then kind of build and, and then build like the visual style from there. Um, and so whether, and I, I love again, photographs and paintings have been a, a big thing. I've, I've started to use, more like music and other pieces of, 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 uh, of uh, media. Uh, Cause sometimes it's really easy to just go to films. Um, mm. I mean, not that I, not that I don't use it, but it's, it's, I want to kind of stretch myself a little bit more as, as a, as a creative, just to, um, just to kind of create the tone, not necessarily also the visual, the visualness, but also what, what is the tone? What is the, what is the flavor that the audience is going to feel subconsciously? Um, mm. and, uh, and then of course, a lot of collaboration, a lot, a lot, I love, I love talking with directors a lot too, just kind of hearing what they have to say. And, um, because I mean, maybe what I'm thinking could, could, could be completely wrong of what the, what the idea was for the get go. Um, so yeah, just, just a lot of talking and just being by myself a lot, just watching, watching stuff, consuming much media, um, um, and, and whatnot. Yeah. That's always a risk to take too, though. But like, I always wonder, like, when you're saying, you know, <clears throat> there were some very moody looks that became popular. Well, nothing dates a film like chasing a trend, right? I mean, right. It's like... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I think of a movie like uh, Book of Eli, where, you know, everything's just great tones, great tones. So we get to the end where it's like, well, this is where we realize they, you know, this is the twist and we see who he is. And all of a sudden there's this color that pops in. But there was always this part of me that was like, I wonder what that would have looked like if it had just been throughout the film. Because there's always this like, it's post-apocalyptic. I'm like, but things don't stop being green. You know what I mean? Like, if if everything were to stop, you would still have the the vibrance of the sky and you would still have the vibrance of just earth, you know, that and, and to have such a moody dark story but then have your surroundings be so saturated i just wonder what that would have looked like it you know it obviously plays differently right because the audience feels mm-hmm. different about it but um i always like when people do stuff like that when we watch sci-fi movies that have they're very dark but they but they're saturated i'm like yeah i like this because it's just like it feels feasible right you know you've never walked outside right. and you know have it look like a nuclear bomb went off you know so it's just like that that's that's still really interesting to me, and I I wish that um, 
that more filmmakers kind of, and DPs were able to do that. Maybe they want to, and you know, you have a director that's like, not that's not the look I want. Or producers, um, you know, even. producers, yeah, yeah, that are just like, it's got to be gloomy, you know. But it's like, well, and we've seen that before, you know. And I, I'd like to, I'd like to see something yeah, but different. It sells, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess. No, I've, I've, I've heard that, I've heard that in films too, where it annoys me. It's like, so this is just for money. This is like, and yeah. so I don't know. It's, it's, well, it's just. Which I understand there needs to be some commerce to it, but but it, just because it's not just because it's artful doesn't mean that it's not going to be successful. And so I feel like if if anybody were if we were talking with somebody with the killing of two lovers, they'd be like, oh, this is never going to sell just because we're living in these white shots. Just uh, just kind of, but right. it's not after you make the film they're they're like, oh shit, this is actually a really good film. I remember seeing the first cut and I was like, damn, this is this is actually really really good, um, yeah. uh, and just being really proud of it from the get go. Yeah. My favorite was the the la- my first favorite actually was the kind of bookend, where it was in the opening after he leaves the house and it's just that long walk and you're getting to see the scenery, um, mm. and then at the very end I thought you know I had said to Robert it's like I I love that, that was so tight on him, all of that happening and then it just you know having it end like that and because you didn't see you didn't see that coming from. The boyfriend or whatever you're like oh you know i didn't imagine this going well and i don't obviously the character didn't think that would happen either and so he's caught yeah. off guard and so you have this he drives away erratically and you just have that really kind of close shot in the car which that was really cool just sort of like i think that when when you and robert work together it's almost like a continuing story you know it's a they're, oh, they're, like wait. i to me the stories. Yeah could come from the same world i guess is what i'm trying to say obviously yeah, they're the building out a broader universe here there you go <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know you can watch one film for another so you know robert has a style he has a writing style and he has a directing style <clears throat> and you yeah. have a style in your cinematography but those two movies could exist together i guess for me yeah, you know, I see what you're saying. Absolutely, like yeah. their brother, yeah, their yeah, twin yeah. brothers, and this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you just you know sometimes it's a very it's completely different, and there's and then then there's that the the uh, temptation to do that, right? Because well, I've done this, so maybe I should do something completely different. But I don't know. I'm kind of of the mindset of like if it works, and you're comfortable there, and that's and that worked, why not tell a different story, but in that same world? I guess so, yeah, that's. Mm. No, that's true. That's true, and and I and I struggled with that too. Where, where I, I feel like I I sometimes I'm just like I hope I'm not repeating myself again, and and uh, and I do want to step the boundaries, but then it's just kind of a matter. It's it's just a matter of how much do I push? Mm-hmm. To do I do I do something that's that that feels super artificial to me that that I don't understand the scope as far as like coverage, like you know, just kind of a lot of traditional coverage because I've done films or short films where. We get traditional coverage, and I'm just bored. I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, this is. I don't feel. I yeah. don't feel anything. I don't like. I don't feel anything as a filmmaker. This feels really boring. Um, and but now, but it's. But we're already an hour behind, so I don't know what else we can do, and yeah. uh, we just gotta live with it. So it's. Uh, uh, so I, I feel like I've I've kind of tasted both sides, but it's. Uh, but I love to. If if there is an option to get coverage, I want it to be like a little bit more unconventional. Just yeah, where yeah. where the camera where it's not like reverse shots. It's it's something more like kind of like a low angle profile and maybe like a it's it's a high angle with somebody else. Something that feels where it, it's going to feel bizarre in the edit, but but when you force, I guess when you force the editor to use them, it's like okay, well I'm going to try to use the best as I can out of this. Yeah, um, um, that stuff is the stuff that kind of intrigues me more. 
Yeah, 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 and that, and it's so important, right? Because then stuff, everything starts to look the same, you know. And it's just a matter mm -hmm. of like, like I said, like just your two shots and you're over the shoulders, and th there's your scene. And it's like, and, and it's it's easy to fall into that kind of rut because you're dealing with time and you're dealing with money and you're dealing with all these factors, yeah. and you know, like for a fact, like well. I can tell the story with those shots because I can see the people saying the words and right. and we're done and and it's good but I feel like having the the courage to say no this is a we're doing this whole in one or whatever it is it could be a one take or yeah. whatever it is whatever the shot is let's, for this argument's sake we'll say it's a one take we're doing the whole thing and to have the courage to know or even just be foolish enough to take the chance, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to I, say, the like, we're, is definitely the... <laughs> yeah, it's, we're, this is, we're going to, brave, it's brave. brave. <laughs> and it's either going to work or it's not. And we, we're going to find out. And in my head, yeah, this right, seems yeah. like a great idea, but who, who knows? And then, you know, I feel like at our level, our level more so than yours, but our level is, it, this is kind of the time to play in that world and find that stuff out, you know? And so that's, mm. that's really, kind of exciting because for the most part it is our own money and and you know it is our time that we're wasting and other people's time obviously but we're not we're not wasting it because we're being jerks we're wasting it because we're trying to expand an art here you know and sure. so, so like yeah. there's that so yeah I, I but i don't want to besmirch people that are like you know what i love over the shoulders and two shots i love mm -hmm. when a whole scene makes you know and and it goes right. kind of goes back to the whole genre thing that you were talking about earlier where it's like Maybe some people like to see a muted post-apocalyptic world, and that's what their goal is. And it's so hard to tell intent of anybody unless they tell you what, mm. you know. It's If I were to make a post-apocalyptic film and I felt like putting in a bunch of moody, desaturated, contrasty shots, that's what, that's what, it, that's what, it, it, you know, it gets me excited about something, so I'm going to make that. So I don't want to, like, yeah. say that that's bad no, in, inherently, right. but I but I do feel like, and to that, I know this is super line. I'm, I'm rambling at this point, but <laughs> no, 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 you're good. But it's like, you know, it's, I don't know what's, you know, I battle with it too, because it's like, well, I want to try something different that I've never tried before that makes me feel uncomfortable or whatever. And is that doing me any more justice than me just staying and doing something that's safe? Because both those things maybe don't speak to me on a artistic level, right? Where I'm like, I'm going to try something crazy. Um, but just for the sake of it isn't going to get me any more excited than just doing something boring. So it really kind of has to be driven from a place of intent and a place of um, honesty, I guess. Yeah. Whew, sorry. I, no. I'll take a break. <laughs> no, 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 no. It makes, it makes a lot of sense because I, I think you're right. I hope, yeah. I hope uh, <clears throat> nobody feels, thinks that, that, that I just don't do over, uh, you know, traditional coverage because I'm like, I'm trying to be like this artist is that it's not true. It's like it, it, when it when push comes to shove, sometimes that is the best answer. That's that, that that's the best way to go about it, and because sometimes these other artistic shots can just draw too much attention to themselves, where they're like, "Oh, that's a really cool shot," and they just miss two minutes of the conversation yeah. of, of what's well, it's what's an interesting balance, right? Yeah, yeah, and to yeah. to not, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, I don't know. I always think about it. And I wasn't saying you were. I wasn't putting words in your mouth or, or trying to like oh, give no, you no, a no. point or anything. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying like. I always think about that stuff, right? Where it's, it's a totally like, different movie too, though. If yeah, if, yeah. if if if, if, if Joseph either Chambers, those two films were filmed yeah, traditionally, it would be no a completely that, yeah. different movie. I, I maybe it would have still probably been good. Who knows? We won't know. But that's what I mean. That's what made the movie stand out. I guess when I think of those movies in my head, if somebody were to say, "Oh, Killing of Two Lovers," I think of a wide shot. 
Like that's just what I think of like that because that was the look for for that Thank film you. and with Joseph Chambers, you know, same thing in the woods and like the those shots like that. I don't I don't know that they I, I don't think they would have been the same film if you had shot them traditionally, I guess, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. That's true. It's completely different. Yeah. I always wonder about that because it's like, you know, uh, I mean, it gets, you know, you go down to rabbit holes of, of, of thinking about stuff like that. But I feel like. It's 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 so great to think it's like great thought experiments, right? Where you can be like, what would that look like if it was done like this, and what would that look like if it was done this? You know, what if a more traditional film was filmed more artistically? What what value would to that seize add? It you too, know? right? Because we we see stuff like that. We watch movies different than people that don't read yeah. this watch movies, and that stuff means nothing to them. You know, there was a huge battle with uh, 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 one of our films we were going to invest in lenses, and just financially like we can't do the we can't do the film lenses it's gonna be too much we can't if we we're buying them and it was just like this is gonna be crazy and he was like i mean i think we could do this with the photography lenses obviously would rather have the cinematic lenses but it was like we're gonna have to do photography and i still thought it looked really good and so there was just like one person that who was in the business that watched the film and they were like, do you film that on photography lenses? I was like, fuck. <laughs> and he looked at me like, see? I was like, well, I mean, there was no other option though. You know, I guess like things like that as a critique, like, well, I wish it wasn't filmed on photography. It was like, yeah, so did we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't right, have yeah, a choice. True. We had to make it work, you know? Yeah. I was well, like, I think but I don't, but yeah. no one watching that, who yeah. did, no, you know, they're Nobody not like, cares. something looks weird about these lenses, you know, they don't know. Yeah, yeah. If the lighting's good, the no, acting's think, good, the sound yeah. is good, you're fine. You're good. It's true. It really is true. Sound's such important. It's, yeah. it's so so important. And so, no, but I mean, I feel like a lot of the a lot of like the artistic stuff that at least for me that I try to do is like I'm trying to please that one percent who's who yeah. who who microanalyze like they just mm-hmm. microanalyze these well, these that, films. That's you, so, right? You're trying to you know you're right. You're you're making you're trying to do something that you would want to watch and see like you know and appreciate mm-hmm. you know yeah. Right, exactly. I appreciate it. Exactly. There you go. No, yeah, but I, yeah, it's a... So I have a, I have a, 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 a kind of a controversial question. God. Um, right. uh, film school. Okay. I'm always intrigued. <laughs> Yay or I'm nay. Always, I'm, I'm always intrigued when people go. I'm, I'm not like pro or anti. Everybody has their own sure. freaking journey. I, I, I could care. I honestly could care less. But do, how do you, do you feel like that was helpful in your journey or is it something that you know, maybe, you know, maybe you've learned more on set or did film school kind of give you a strong mm-hmm. starting point to kind of jump off of? Yeah, no, no. For me, for me, uh, film school is definitely, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm a product of, of my successes comes from film school just because I, going back to what I said about being logistical, or like just, or like logical, like everything needs to have like, kind of like these checkpoints. Um, film school helped me to gained the confidence to be creative. It kind of gave mm-hmm. me the permission to be creative. And, um, and it first, it started out with theory. Like I, I wanted to know the whys, mm-hmm. like, wait, why, why, why is, why is Brisson talking about documentary and, and like the realities of, of, uh, you know, just, uh, Italian real neorealism and then, and then editing from montage from like, uh, Kalishov and, and just like all these things coming together. Um, they, they just felt like more tool sets in my head that just, made me understand like it's like oh, okay there's a definite kind of there's there's almost like science backing up like these things but then but then you would watch somebody artistic as terence malik who's just kind of like throws everything out the window and just yeah, like yeah. oh, where'd you gonna shoot it this way and i'm just like oh man that's really cool too and so it just kind of gave me like this this platform to just kind of 
like learn as much as I could and then just, and then be like, okay, well, I love this concept from film theory, but I'm going to throw everything else out or I'm going to keep this with me. And so I still have my, my film books, my, my, my theory film books that I, that I love to read here and there a little bit more. And also my notes and cause it's, 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 it's fun. It's just kind of, these were aha moments that, that kind of curated my, my taste in cinema. Um, and so, but I, but that's just for me. I, 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 I really loved, I, I also loved school. Um, I was a pretty good student growing up as well. And so I had aspirations to go to graduate school. I wanted to go to graduate school to also get to get that, um, the MFA under my belt to just consider myself a master. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but a lot of my learning, uh, a lot of my practical learning I've done something that, that wasn't taught at school and I'm not sure if it can be taught or, or some portion is, is management in on a film set. Manage like being being a manager of my department and being able to know how to be uh, um, what's it called diplomatic with producers and uh, with the higher ups with the money and just being able to have these engaging conversations. I feel like that comes through experience, yeah. Uh, and you can only gain that through being on set. So, yeah. so um, um, I mean, but then there's people like Paul Thomas Anderson who never went to film school. They just learned all this through cinema and. Uh, uh, or working on sets and so i mean there is no correct way but but for me being kind of like how my mind is 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 um uh, how i'm trained to think is i needed film school and then that kind of gave me a platform to oh another thing about film school that i that i do love is that it's i was i felt like i was able to take a lot of risks and i yeah. wish i kind of wish i took even more risks as a student because everything was available for me on the cheap mm. um, if mm. not for free yeah. And so no I, was, I was able to, there's no stakes. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you show, you make a film, you show it to your class and the worst thing it's going to, you know, nobody really understands it, and, which is fine. It's not a problem. I wish I can do that with films where I'm just like, I'm just yeah, going yeah. to go crazy right now. And just but, like, that was my others. avant-garde phase. Right. <laughs> exactly. I wish I, I, I want to go back to my avant-garde phase. Maybe it's, I can do it, but just on my own, but, but being able to recruit friends to do it for free or on the cheap right. is it's almost impossible now. And so, um, but 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 because I was able to do a lot of these films uh, uh, as a student, uh, they were able to get kind of like a, a nice platform and, and and get recognition at a student level. That kind of helped me to uh, that was able to get professional eyes onto my films, and then they would they would give me a little bit more kind of uh, more street cred, right? And they'd be like, yeah. okay, well, you can come work with us now, and and uh we'll give you a chance and so and whereas i feel like um just jumping straight into a crew and let's i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna jump into to like a uh something big it'd probably be a pa or something a little bit smaller and then but but telling telling like other people's like oh i'm going to be a director they're like okay yeah sure but here you're a pa so so sit back put that sandbag on the light stand hurry (laughs) exactly (laughs) right exactly go exactly talk to your dreams about somebody to somebody else and so i feel like it would be harder to kind of move up there because you like i I feel like or at least for me like i feel like i'd be kind of more uh defeated on on the crew set Mm -hmm. where uh whereas at film school is like it's almost like the limitations are just limitless it's like yeah you don't know anything but you can get to the point where you do feel like you know something in three years right um, do you also years. you tripped you tripped into it 
So had you not mm. been in school, you probably wouldn't have discovered this. Like this right. was a, it was just something that oh, yeah, happened yeah. for you. So Correct. yeah, I think for you, film school was the only way for it to happen because you wouldn't have mm -hmm. really thought about it outside of that. Otherwise, it seems you know you had to sort right. of get that that first class that you're like, oh, fine, I'll just take this as my credits, and then mm -hmm. have that. What other scenario would that happen in? You know, so I would imagine that. And I think everybody that we've had on that has. But we've had almost equal people that have and haven't. And a lot of the people that have always say, look, if you have the the ability to and the finances, sure, but it's not necessary. You can still do it without it. And then everybody who didn't do that will say, I don't think it's necessary, but I would have loved those contacts. Like I think if for nothing else, being with yeah, like minded people, like, I mean, yeah, like friends, you just said, you had access yeah. to equipment, you had access to people who yeah. had experience. And that's yeah. that's priceless. Right. Because especially if you could take those friendships outside of school and you've got like a built in sound person who is yeah. who they're they're so expensive. You know, so if you could take that friendship with you and it's go like, like hey i'm like making a new, film like as a filmmaker it's like you know the the old adage of like you know a young hot <clears throat> woman marrying like an older man like the filmmaker version is just like a filmmaker marrying a female like or male or whatever like sound person yeah sound that's person like, <laughs> i'm like oh my god that's like marrying and that's sound. always the the, the it's the always toughest. our biggest line it's item financially oh, really? yeah, it's so it's really tough especially yeah. around here well because we balance i mean our but look our budgets are super small and you know our uh, you know we do so much of the other stuff you know for better or worse um and so yeah sound sound uh onset sound is always going to be our biggest uh that and probably locations are going to be our biggest mm. expenses so um, i had one more question though before we let we let you go if you were to jump into uh directing is there a genre that you haven't done that you would like to do? Or is there something that you like comedy or something? Like, please, some please say sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I love sci-fi. That's my, that's my dad's favorite, um, um, what's it called, genre of, of films. And so I watch a lot of like, I, I love like kind of high concept sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. To mm -hmm. like the, the trashy, the trashy stuff. Yeah, yeah. But for me, what, so, so, um, uh, it's funny because comedy is something that does intrigue me, but so, comedy is extremely subjective. So, so subjective. And so I, I'm really drawn to a lot of dark humor and especially coming from a cultural um, Mexican culture, we believe in a lot of superstition and, but it's mm -hmm. also wrapped around with a lot of comedy as well. And so dark mm -hmm. comedy. And so um, I would love to experiment something with like, kind of like a, like a little bit of sense of like superstition, like, you know, just a small elements of horror, but just a, um, I can't even call it horror. It's just, it's just like a, like almost like superstitious dark comedy. Um, just because uh, I feel like, uh, how my parents grew up, um, uh, they use supernatural to explain, uh, mm -hmm. the world a little bit. And mm -hmm. I mean, to, and even to our own sense, I, I feel like even in like in a, I would say first world, we still use supernatural to, to explain mm -hmm. it, but we just don't, it's not defined as like with witches or, right. or with, uh, you know, just, uh, like chupacabra or anything like that chupacabra, it's uh yeah. It's, it's yeah so it's so i would love to kind of explore something like that just um um uh, just make like spin. a dark comedy about the cuckoo yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, right? yeah exactly no so we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens there's i feel like uh, i have friends that i i brainstorm back and forth and just kind of uh kind of kind of uh just brainstorm for what uh movies and i've 
explain some things like dude that sounds cool let's, we should we should write that it's like i don't even know where to start with that let me yeah. let me yeah. like uh let's let's figure this out first but yeah probably dark comedy yeah i love i love how disciplined you are i have to say like you're very like you know it's like you're like oh i want to be a dp but i want to I want to get good at it before I do this. And like, I want to direct also, but I want to, I'm not, I don't think I'm quite there yet. And so like, you have this kind of, I don't know if it, maybe if it's discipline or not believing in yourself, but, but like, there's <laughs> cause I struggle, you know, all artists struggle with that, but like you have, you have a very, you're very self-aware of the fact that like you, at least you feel, I disagree, but you feel maybe you're not ready. You know, I feel like you could easily make I a think film, you'd make a cool film yeah. um, but like, I, I think a lot of people, you know, for better or worse, just, run headfirst into something but you kind of are a little bit more measured um and so that's very kind of like uh, you know it's very aspirational you know oh thank you no no hopefully i mean i am glad you see it that way because sometimes i i just uh maybe i just do it as a defense mechanism it's like i'll i'll get there later i'll do it, I'll do it <laughs> well, yeah it's probably i'm not <laughs> probably more imposter syndrome than anything else. It, it, I, and I think that's what it is. It's imposter syndrome. I'm, I, I feel like I'm barely starting to grasp what the, the role of DP is. And so it's, uh, um, I, I want to continue to explore it. I mean, eventually, like just kind of like any other narrative or, you know, cinematography here is like, I would love to join the American Society of Cinematographers in the future. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and for me, that would be kind of like the, it's like I completed cinematography in, yeah, in yeah. a way. And so I want, I want DP. Able, <laughs> I want I want DP exactly okay yeah. now now on to the next thing yeah and so uh, uh, and so I give I I have like these time like uh, uh, timelines in my head of, of mm. how long it should take or uh, or how long I should take for myself and then just so just so it doesn't feel super overwhelming and again going back to the logistical thing I need to cross off those yeah, those yeah. boxes yeah. and so um, so I, I think it's I think it's just kind of yeah I, it's imposter syndrome patience it's it's all these things cultivated together. And, uh, and also being like a realist is like, I, like, I'm not gonna, uh, but, but I, I, sh I should dream a little bit more too. I should dream and just being like, you know what, fuck it. Let's just dive into it. Yeah. If, it if I fail, then, <laughs> then yeah. well, so I mean, I, I, I get the imposter syndrome thing and I, and I understand that, but like, I, I genuinely think that you're an amazing DP. Like, I, like oh, I wouldn't, you. I wouldn't look at it as like, <laughs> I'll get there soon. Like you're there for me, you're there. I mean, we all have our own personal, <laughs> like we have our personal sure. goals, right? But yeah. uh, just a, a, as an audience member, like your work is really, really good. Like I, I, I love your work. I, I want to see what you do next. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Well, then, then okay, then I'll, I'll start directing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you have to cast her, so that's the only caveat. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. I was. I. I never. I never. Uh, I never tried to sell myself to anybody that's been on the show except for Robert. That was the first person that I was like, listen, oh, really? I want to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I'll take the smallest part. I don't care what it is, but it's because it's. Here. Would you like a refill on that water? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Whatever. Uh, but it's because, you know, like you're so used to seeing, you see something and, and somebody goes like, yeah, well, we only had 4 million for this budget. And you're like, oh, Poor well, you. that must have been that's very nice. difficult. And so like talking to him, it's like seeing how modest everything was and him going like, yeah, he was taking tests in the middle of that. And this person, that wasn't even their job. They just did that for the day. And it's like, oh, shit, which is even more impressive. You know, that makes me want to work with somebody even more because it's like they, they're willing to do whatever they have to do. And to be able to make that film on a budget that low is amazing. So I think no, like, yeah. you got, I mean, obviously, you know, you 
want to work with lots of people, but I think you guys work really well together. Like I said, there's there's a cohesive sort of storytelling with your cinematography and with his writing and directing, and it just worked really well together. He's like, yeah, tell my bank account. Well, next time. Yeah, next time we have you on, hopefully the bank account's gotten bigger. Yeah, the bank account's gotten bigger. I don't know. Do you do a lot of commercial work or... I don't. So that's, I feel like I've been, uh, I don't want to say pigeonholed because I'm very happy with what I do, but uh, like I, when I do um, commercials, very flashy, it's very kind yeah. of just like in mm-hmm. your face mm-hmm. and uh, my cinematography, I think this is kind of going to what you're talking about. Like style is like, I, I, it's more observational. I feel like it's kind of almost like a blend of documentary and a little bit of formalism. And so, and so I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of come out of my comfort zone a little bit more and try something a little bit more, crazier so that's why when you were saying sci-fi sci-fi does intrigue me but still the sci-fi that i'm intrigued is is kind of like this this uh just understated sci-fi it's not yeah. it's, it's not like in your face and so right. um but and and so i feel like um uh, a lot of commercial or commercials or, or direct commercial directors uh or in general like it's or at least the ones that I kind of apply for, they're like just in your face. Cameras yeah. are going in there, lights are all over the place. I'm just like, oh shit, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. I don't know how to uh, do any of that. So uh, I would love, I would love to get an opportunity to try just to, just to see how much I, uh, how much I can learn. Uh, but, but you know, this, this, this world is, or I guess this industry is very like, have you done that before? Okay, we can't bring you in if you haven't right, done this. Yeah. And so, right. and so, so if if I were to continue pursuing, then I'll just kind of go with more narrative and something that's a little bit more. Uh, that can push me into those crazy levels, but but in a narrative sense, yeah. And then hopefully it, tr- it could translate to commercial work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cool. I mean, but yeah, we'll I, yeah. I mean, good luck because, of, you know, I, I I would love to see somebody like yourself to you know really kind mm-hmm. of exploding, and then we can kind of say, yeah, well, we had him on the podcast, and that's why he exploded. <laughs> and, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. And all that stuff. <laughs> oh, thank you. But no, no I, I think you know, it, like I, I'm just kind of echoing what what she said. You know. Uh, we're, we're very kind of drawn to your work and, and uh, it was very impressive to see what you guys were able to do and then finding out what kind of constraints you were all working with that made it even more impressive. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to, that you came on to ch- chat with us about it and, yeah. you know, um, you know, I'm glad that, uh, that we met you. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I, I'm, awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys reached out too and it worked out. Cool. Thank cool. you so much for being on. Thank you. Of course guys. Don't hang up. <laughs> Cool. So that was um, Oscar no, Jimenez. No, you're good. No, no problem. And I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> and um, he is far less conceited than I would be if I were him. You would be conceited if you were good. At if I know job? how to do that. No, you wouldn't, because you are good at what you do. No, no. <laughs> you're a multi-award winning okay, if you actor and writer. You've you won awards for writing and acting. Kick you straight in the and, face if I could get my yeah, leg up that so. high. Um, no, like I, I love that he's so humble about it, yeah. but I'm just, I'm like, that's cute. That's cute that you're humble about it. But like, no, my dude, like yeah. the, his really, really nice, uh, nice cinematography. Mm-hmm. Like it just, stay, it just always stands out. Like I, it's, I love when we have people on that I'm like, I want to know what they're doing next. And I do, I do go on Instagram and like kind of keep track of like, oh, they're doing something like, mm-hmm. cool. I want to see what it, what it is. We genuinely do keep track of what our guests are doing to see yeah. what they do next. You know, I, I'm, I'm always interested. I mean, we have them on for a reason. So yeah. um, I wonder if they'll work. T- I mean, I'm sure they'll work together again someday. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It could be like a trilogy and I could be like, I have ah, anything to say about it. Yeah. If you have anything to say, yeah. yeah. Um, 
No, yeah. Uh, you know. Killing of three lovers. <laughs> um, one, one can only hope to have a, enough of a budget one day to hire to hire these lovely professionals. Yeah. It would be nice. Although I would absolutely hit you if you hovered. Well, if someone like that, I would never hover. I'd be like, just... T- I'd have just, zero yeah. worries at that. But like, oh, it, we we got him? We got him? Yeah. All right, that's I'd done. I'd be like, what do you want to do for this shot? <laughs> like, Whatever here's you want to do. the story. You yeah. tell me what it looks like, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't even really have a say in this at this point. I'm just going to let you do whatever you do. And uh, what's my cue? Where do I stand? Let's do yeah. this. Yeah. Where are we? Are we here? Where are we? Where are yeah, we? Yeah. Let, let me know. Is this, are we close? Is this a wide? It's going to be a wide, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you better get a wide. I'd be so disappointed. I've only got like 50 right? feet of track here, so I don't know if that's <laughs> If you'd be like, I want to try something new and I have no wides and no tracking shots. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, He's going to hate our films. There's so many close-ups. Yeah, you two like the close-ups. I do. You back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I hate close-ups. Yeah. Especially of my face. Um, anyway, so... We've I got... love texture. I love zooming in on the texture of the face or whatever. It is, I don't you know? need to see the texture of my face. I really don't. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a roadway. I don't need to look into the crevasses of what's going on in my face. Um, so we've got the holidays brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time of year is usually kind of slows down. I don't know if we'll have another guest on after this, um, but we'll see. Hopefully Maybe. we got, you know, got a new year coming and and uh, see who new else year, we get on us. here. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I could say that I'm I'm past even kidding myself on something like that. Um, also, thank you for tolerating my um, laryngitis esque sexy tone. Yeah, is this sexy? <laughs> no, it's not. The way that I was gauging how bad my laryngitis was was whether I could sound like Marge Simpson. And I did it accidentally, and I just went, homie. And so I get up every morning, and I do that. And I'm like, fuck, it's still there. Because I can't do that without... That's the the sore throat (laughs) check. um, That's it. Yeah. Shout out. Tomograph. Tomograph. And um, we'll have have links to the film, although, you know, we... Go watch the shows. We've talked about these films already, but you should go check out his work. work, Yeah, go check out his site. Really beautiful work. Um, I'm gonna have to watch that Angler movie. I don't know what the hell. I it just, I I was like what, and the <laughs> pictures, and I was just like, what is going on here? Now I have to know how this happened. What happened here? It looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, but the video was unavailable. I have to try to find it. Yeah. I have to if try. Only to we knew find, somebody. If only we knew somebody who would be able to <laughs> get us into that social pipeline. <laughs> yeah. Plug us into the social. Pipeline. Plug us into the social pipeline. Um, well, thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week. And I don't know what's going on next week, but we'll talk about something, I'm sure. Here we go. Bye. Bye. Bye.